You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano. I host Bubble and Squeak here on the Rock Candy Network. I tell personal, revealing stories. She whispered, did you just masturbate? Because I felt a terrible presence of evil enter the... I make prank phone calls to the past. Heimbach. General Star, Elijah Heimbach speaking. How may I help? Into the future. <clears throat> because my boyfriend and I are just not having enough sex. Always a problem with the pop sex. Yes, you just have to listen to it. It's too hard to describe. Check out Bubble and Squeak wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Brown Sugar Diaries with Erica Michelle. The chronicles and misadventures of a plus-size brown girl navigating life, love, and healing. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Brown Sugar Diaries, on Twitter at BRWN Sugar Diaries, and on Facebook, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast, on YouTube, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast. You can send me an email, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast at gmail.com, and visit the website, Brown Sugar Diaries.com. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Brown Sugar Diaries. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you are a returning listener, hey, sugar. I hope all of you are washing your hands, wearing your mask, taking your vitamins, eating well, practicing social distancing, drinking your water, moisturizing, and minding your damn business. I hope everybody had a great week last week, and I hope you're having an uneventful week this week, and I hope your weekend is as amazing as you are. Now, let's get into this weekly tea, sugar. So last week, the world lost Cicely Tyson. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about it. Even though I've had like a week to digest it, I don't really know how I feel about this. Because like, you know that when people reach a certain age that, that you know, they got to go. <laughs> but she's just one of those people where I'm just like, no, you have to still be here. Like, what? What? What are you doing? I know she was 96. And I understand that, you know, in 96, like, you lived a long, long, hopefully, you know, the life of your dreams. And I think it's just a selfish part of humans that hates when people that we've idolized or look up to or even, you know, our relatives and friends, there's just that selfish part of us. It's like, no, you're supposed to be here forever. And you can never go. But she is one of those like timeless, you know, staples in Hollywood that you just, you never imagine the day. <laughs> you never consider that at some point she has to go or they have to go. So I pray that she's resting in peace. I'm certain that she is. I pray that her family and friends are okay and find peace with her passing. Somebody check on Tyler Perry, though, because I feel like he's not okay. Okay? All right. So, the fact that America is really about to have a freaking Super Bowl and allowing people to attend said Super Bowl really does not set well with me. Like, at all. 
how you like I don't I haven't read too much into it, so I'm not really sure like what protocols are taken to make sure that people are socially distancing. I don't really understand it. I don't really know. I don't think it's that deep personally. Hell, we've gone without most of the 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 fun things, the luxuries, the entertainment, you know, concerts and shit throughout the year, <laughs> last year. And it's still remaining the same this year. So I don't understand why it's necessary for us to have a Super Bowl and a lot of people there. And then, okay, furthermore, now that we established that that's stupid, the weekend as the halftime, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think I like it. I said it. I don't think I like it. I don't feel like, especially with this whole new face, like I, I was only like a I was like a big big fan of the weekend. Like he has songs that I like, so I can't say I've liked an entire body of work of his. But as a half as a halftime perform, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I, I, I'm, I'm hmm. I'm uncertain. Okay, I'm uncertain. I can admit that. I can admit that. But yeah, yeah. I think it's dumb that we're having a Super Bowl anyway. And I don't necessarily think that it's dumb that he's the halftime performance, but whatever. America going America and the NFL going NFL. So, mm hmm. So, have y'all been watching Married at First Sight? So, it's a new, um, a little bit of a set obsession of mine. So, Married at First Sight, if you haven't watched the show, it's a show on Lifetime, and they these experts pair people up that they've chosen from, I don't know how many thousands, I guess, in these cities, and they choose them to get married for the first time, like literally at sight. The first time they ever meet or see each other is when they're walking down the aisle to each other and getting married. So on this season, I'm not, I think this is maybe like season 11, maybe season 12. I don't really know. Um, but there's a couple and I'm not sure of what the groom's name is because he's, we just gonna call him asshole. Okay. So he married this really to me, gorgeous girl by the name of Paige and this idiot <laughs> disappeared in the middle of the night or at some point and didn't come back into whatever they were staying because he was having a panic attack about what was my first response but then he goes like he's not attracted to her he feels like on paper they are a great match but there's no physical attraction to her so rewind rewind to when they got married his dad um told her that she needed to be ready to to fuck essentially on site as soon as he get home whatever daily however this works and so i guess i guess maybe she just kind of chris is the asshole's name that's his name sorry um but so she obliged they had sex 
Um, and then he disappeared. And then I guess maybe he came when he came back, you know, they slept on it or whatever the next morning. What it whenever it, however it happened, she met with his folks and he met with her folks and they had sex before they departed for their meetings. And so she's telling his family, like, you know, I don't understand how there is no attraction and you you've been fucking me. <laughs> like I don't understand. And so then his dad agreed with her and was like, I don't understand. And, and was pretty much chomping on his ass, on Chris's ass. But then his mom, as typical moms do with their boys, she was babying him, like giving him all types of types of excuses. And yeah, I'm over it. But I, I want to watch this season because I'm curious to know how their marriage is going to work out. If it works out, I don't see it working out, but it could turn around. I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not a fortune teller, so I can't tell you how this shit going to work out, but I hope she leave his ass and I hope she cuss him out because he's such a little bitch, y'all. Like, he literally got mad at her because she told his family that they were having sex. Yo daddy told her she needed to be ready to fuck. So why is the the conversation of y'all having sex a big deal? I don't understand. Watch it on Lifetime. I think it comes on on Wednesdays. Watch the shit unfold with me because it's some fuck shit. And I don't want to be alone watching the fuck shit, okay? Okay. Let's get into this episode, but right after our ad from a sponsor. So I'm about to get into this episode, but I had an episode prepared for last Friday and it's just not time to release it yet. And so I thought that this Friday would be the perfect time to release it, but it's still not ready yet. It's still not time to release it. I guess it'll just be something that I hold in the archives until it's time <clears throat> to, to let it go. Um... But this episode, I felt like I couldn't adequately address um, the topic at hand alone. So I enlisted the help of my my sissy poo, my bestie boo, (laughs) um, to talk about shifts and handling the shifts in life as they come, though they are scary. Um, They come with a certain level of uncertainty but they happen. And so I figured she could give some sisterly advice um, to me, to all of us on how to handle this. So I'm going to bring in Sissy Poo. (laughs) I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. All right, y'all. So like I said in the intro, um, I, I didn't feel like I could adequately address this and talk about this topic. Um, without some, <laughs> she's gonna kill me for this. Without some, um, some aged <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> so, I enlisted the help and advice of my sissy poo, um, to help me and y'all and whoever else this could help to talk about just handling the shifts of life and riding the waves when life shifts. However, 
it comes. Like, I really kind of feel like Mike's high right now. Like, we out you. Like, I really feel like I'm just out here and I feel like there's a shift coming. I don't know what it looks like and I don't feel like it's bad, but I feel like it's something different. So, Sissy, my question is, how, 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 <laughs> what, like, what, what does this look like? Like, what? How have you handled previous shifts in your life? Like, what were you prepared? Were you were you excited? Were you nervous? Were you scared? Uncertain? Like, what does that look like? First of all, you're gonna stop age shaming me. I'm not okay? age shaming you right. at all. I just said that you're aged and wise. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> a fine wine though. Always remember that. <laughs> Okay. Bitter. So have I <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. Whatever. I am so far from bitter. Um, I am the most sweet aged one <laughs> will ever experience in your life. Now, uh, have I had shifts in my life? Of course. Have I had um shifts that I was unprepared for? I'm in the middle of one now. Mm-hmm. Um how have I handled them? I've tried to handle them as gracefully as I could. Um, particularly, particularly as I've gotten older, I think I've done better with the unknown of shifting. Mm-hmm. As I have gotten older and I've mellowed out a little bit more and just said, okay, Lord, I'm tired of telling you what I want because clearly you don't care. <laughs> and... Um, you have a plan for me and either I'm going to go into it willingly or you're going to shift things so that I have no choice but to go into it. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced both of those. In my 20s, I had the typical relationship and friendship shifts that happen as you establish careers and you move away. Um I think reflecting back, those were some of the most hard shifts because when you're younger, you have this group, you have your comfort and you stick with them. Well, what I experienced was a one of the first major shifts was friendship. Uh, my best friends from high school, we scattered to the wind across the country. And so, of course, with new careers and stuff like that, we didn't talk as much. We didn't get to hang out as much, if ever. And eventually, you know, we just kind of drifted. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> unfortunately, one of the three Ps in the pod passed away. And that was a slap in my face because that shift in my life, while great professionally, took away one of my most valued friendships mm-hmm. um, personally. And it wasn't because we had beef, we didn't fall out. We literally just had two different work shifts and it did not ever come together for us. And, you know, I can't fix that now. And so that was a shift that I was unprepared for, but I had to handle. Mm-hmm. And at this point in life, I have had to handle the shift that it will never be the way it was because she's not here. Yeah. Um, professionally, of course, I've had shifts where I've changed jobs 
those were welcome. Were they easy? No. And I'm not going to sound like I just job hop, y'all. I've only <laughs> done it once, okay? <laughs> that sounded real unstable of me. You're no shades to the people who do job hop. Like, protect right. your peace. Protect your energy. <laughs> protect your energy and protect your peace, okay? But that was not what I wanted to sound like in that moment. Um, it was a major career shift. Mm-hmm. And it took me from one state to another and from one environment to another and I didn't really understand why at that point mm-hmm. the shift was happening Yeah, because I was at the place I wanted to be professionally. Y'all, I was running stuff. I was the, the baby on the block running stuff. And I was great with that. Um, but the Lord was like, no, I need you to do this. Get ready. And so I just kind of blindly went into that and it, was a welcome shift once I got past the I have to leave everything I've established and I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it has led to some beautiful opportunities. If you're just okay with riding the wave, as you said, it has led to opportunities I probably wouldn't have had in my other job. It's new connections, new relationships, new loves and passions. And so it's had its beauty and its upside Mm -hmm. but it was anxiety inducing at first (laughs) you know and so the those have been easy easier than what I'm currently in the middle of like you I feel like a shift is happening and you know we talk about this in ad nauseum sometimes yeah but there's a shift happening that I think is going to hit my personal and professional life and it didn't make sense the timing of it doesn't make sense to me but it kind of is beginning to make sense so the only thing that I can really do is sit back and see how it is revealed to me you know little bit by little bit I'm starting to understand why it's happening and I'm just like okay let's see where this goes and it's I'm actually getting excited to see where it leads me but this is the worst shift as far as me not knowing what's happening because your go with the flow personality does not reside over here with Sissy. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know where I'm going, how I'm getting there, what am I doing when I get there, and I need to have plan A, B, C, D, E, and F. Yeah. I guess when I'm along the way, so. I guess the question for me is more like, when you're in the, the like this shift that I just feel in my gut is coming, it's like, like I said, I don't feel like it's bad. I just like this is the most uncertain I felt about any shift. Um, but then it's it's hard for me to like reel it back in. So when you've had those moments of like, okay, I'm panicking a little bit and I don't know how this is about to work out. I don't know what this is about to look like. How did you? How do you, like, reel yourself back in, you know, with, and, and comfort yourself? Like, how? For me, I know, like, how. <laughs> like, what does that look like? Okay, for me, um, 
that looked like, and y'all, I said I tried to handle stuff gracefully, and I really do, but when I'm stressed out, I move. When I'm trying to process and I'm trying to make myself okay, I move a lot. I travel, I rip and run in the streets, um, anything to make me not have to process it at one time. You know, if I'm by myself and there are no distractions and it's just me and the car, then I have time to kind of process that. So I guess your self-care routine has to step up when you're trying to deal with major shifts. You know what soothes you. You know what calms you when you're trying to figure stuff out. Do those things. I also had to start praying like I have never prayed before because, Lord, either you're going to deliver me to this or you're going to drive me crazy on the way, one of the <laughs> other. Because you know I have anxiety and you know that this is working me and wearing me thin. Yeah. And so I really had to just get away from my all the noise in my life, my day-to-day life, so that I could try to slowly be okay with it um, in my own way because I naturally run scenarios. And so once I ran through enough, I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what's about to happen. I don't need to know what's about to happen. So let's just take the first step. And when it wasn't a total disaster, it was just like, (sighs) okay, maybe the next steps aren't going to be so bad. Mm -hmm. But there's really no rule book. There's no magic thing to do. You have to know yourself well enough to know what calms you. For me, outside of being in the streets, because y'all pandemic, we can't do it like that. (laughs) So I have taken to um, discovering new passions and new talents that keep me busy, but also they keep my hands busy, Mm -hmm. but they keep my body still. And so while I'm doing the new stuff, I get to think and run through stuff. And I have come to conclusions and had revelations about the shifts that are happening. Hmm. And as I sit with them longer and longer, it's easier to, to digest. It's easier to be okay with it. Hmm. Because I still don't know what's about to happen. Is it bad? Absolutely not. Is it exciting? Kind of. But is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. And so I'm learning to sit in my discomfort. Ooh. <laughs> and be okay with that. Oh, word. I just, I think that's the hardest part is just sit, learning to sit with the discomfort. But also, I, I really feel like we out to. Uh-huh. In the deep. In the deepest of the deep. <laughs> like, I uh-huh. really feel like I'm just like I don't feel like lost per se. I but I do feel like okay, something is coming and while I'm uncomfortable and probably ill prepared, <laughs> uh-huh. I I can't stop it from coming. Right. And that knowledge makes you take a step back. And I think because I am the seasoned one, as you said, um, I think I have also learned that 
if I try to do it my way, it may work, Mm -hmm. but will it make me happy long term? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of learning to be okay in your discomfort is realizing that you could potentially be forfeiting the best things that could have happened to you Mm -hmm. because you are too stubborn to let go of the way you saw it. Yes, I had a picture for my life, and my life looks nothing like the picture I had. And so blow after blow, when it didn't happen, when I thought it should have happened, it made it easier to just say, okay, whenever it happens. And I'll give an example. Y'all, I don't have biological children. And I am in my mid-30s. And I get sick and tired of being asked when I'm going to have children. But the original plan was to have them mid-20s. Y'all, I'm about 10 years (laughs) off track. And I've had to learn to be okay with that. And I am totally okay with that. Because the older I have gotten, the more I've been like, okay, I can have a baby any day now. And I would be settled in my career enough to be okay with it, settled in where my life is enough to be okay with it. And I have traveled and done and will continue to travel even with children, but I've done the things carefree that I would not have been able to do if my plans had taken place. And so I think as I've begun to look at things like that, it's made it easier for me to just say, it doesn't have to go according to my plan. Mm -hmm. It'll happen when it happens. And I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait and I'm going to do what I feel like I need to do until it happens. And it, that's worked for me so far. <laughs> and I hope, I hope that it continues to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm just at this point of like, like this all just kind of hit me today. And, and part of me is just like, it is what it is and let it be what it is because I know that I can stress it. I can stress myself and essentially overwork overwork the situation in my head. Uh-huh. And, Absolutely. And, and just overthink it. And then totally miss something. But like, there's a piece of me that's kind of panicked and then the other part is like, chill. Because... Well, and- you can't the panic is because of why, Sissy. Because of why? Are you asking me because of why? Or are you saying it's because yes, of why? Yes, I know why, but I want you to tell the people why you're panicking. Because I don't know what the hell is about to happen. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and the shifts that are coming and the way that you are being led is not what has been the plan has not been that. Yeah. You have you never saw what you're being led to. No. That's why you panic and that's what I wanted you to say. Yeah, no. <clears throat> that's why you're panicking because it wasn't a part of your plan. And you don't know how you're going to make what you're being led to happen. Yeah. But if you're being led to it, it's for you to do. And a way will be made. It may not look the way you thought it was going to look, but a way will be made for it to happen. And it'll probably become one of the better decisions that you've made. 
but you have to learn to just go with the flow and does it get easier to go with the flow as you get older no it kind of gets harder because you are in some of your ways you just kind of stuck um you're not trying to change this is comfortable and if you start making major changes now you have to learn you know something new but yeah. that's also the beauty of getting older i learn a new version of myself constantly as i shift and as the results of shifts happening i have learned new versions of me and i'm falling in love with who i am at this point in my life and it's totally opposite and i think that's what's going to happen with you you're going to totally fall in love with the version of yourself that you never saw coming <sighs> i can't wait i'm not i'm not trying to cry right now i think it's just this i don't know i don't know it feels weird i mean mm-hmm. it's felt weird i guess because life right now is just a big ball of uncertainty it's a big bubble of uncertainty and then there's this <laughs> it's like what the heck is this where is this coming from why this why now when well, you know i got other stuff that i'm concerned about lord so what <laughs> like what what am i supposed to be what what make this make sense for me mm-hmm. because none of it makes sense at all and so i think i'm like is this this big shift that everybody talks about when you know when you're approaching 30 and i was like but i ain't 30 yet i won't be 30 till august but you approaching okay <clears throat> Yeah, she just got mad. So, <laughs> but like, I just it, it it's a lot coming at me. I feel like, and it's just I've I've experienced this whole you know if it ain't one thing it's another. It's 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 a whole lot. <laughs> And I, I'm concerned because, like, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what the end looks like. And I guess, the, for me, the reality of it is is that I've never known what the end looked like. Any other time, it's been easy to just relinquish all control and say, okay, this is what this is. I can't control anything about this. I can't do anything about this. Lord, you in control, but now it's just kind of like, a little help here. I feel like I'm literally, you know, walking around with this blindfold on. And so I don't, I don't feel like whatever shift is coming is going to be bad or it's not going to, it's not going to put me in a position to prosper. I don't feel like that at all. It's just that I don't know what the journey is going to look like getting to that, to the prosperity. (laughs) Right. So. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, I really feel like I'm, I guess maybe this is my, my deep. <laughs> I think it is. I feel like, I, I think this is, this is my deep. Um, because I, I'm in deep, bro. <laughs> but I also think 
you're in deep, but you're slowly but surely getting everything you prayed for. And your discomfort is, like you said, you don't know what it looks like. And you're just, you know, you're blindly trusting like you always have. But the shift is so big that's coming kind of making you nervous <laughs> yeah like th- that's what it is like i just feel nervous like okay um a little healthier little guidance here you know make this make sense because y'all and and we're talking around dancing around the shift because for me it's been a thing of like you know if you're close to me and you know what's going on in my life right now then you know what's going on in my life right now and that's literally yeah. like a handful of people who actually know what's going on and it's not that I'm not being transparent. It's just that for me, I feel like for me to tell you the ending of the story, I need to get through it first and not on some, you know, uh, I'm trying to to show somebody up or, or whatever. Well, however people think about shit, I don't know. But it's a, I need to get through it. So I can I can chronicle, you know, give you the timeline at one time of how I got to this point, how I got over. <laughs> um, and it's like it's if once you know the full story, I feel like it's probably gonna piss some people off. Not because of the end result, but because, you know, everybody does that fake, I'm mad at you because you didn't tell me you were going through this. Or you didn't tell me that this was happening. But it ain't that. It's just that right now in this season of my life, like I need to be surrounded by people who I know are going to pray for me, pray with me, and intercede on my behalf. Because y'all, some days ain't good days. And some days, I know I I know I have a prayer in me, but I just don't know what to say. Like, I literally just be like, okay, Lord, you know. You know. What, like, what else am I supposed to say? Because you know what's up. <laughs> so, for me, the... The talking around the shift for her, the talking around the shift is because she knows. She know the real. She know what's up. She's heard the frustration. She's heard me crying on the phone. She's heard and been there and done stuff. And it's quite overwhelming sometimes. But it, it's, uh, it's all uncomfortable. It's all different. And I feel like it's coming this big shift, the end result of whatever this is, is coming soon. And I think the 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 struggle that I'm having is, am I really ready for it? Which I, I know that I am, but I guess my concern, I, I'm trying to anticipate my reaction. Maybe that's what it is. I'm trying to anticipate how I'm going to react to said shift. You're going to be great. <laughs> you're going to cry because you're going to be overwhelmed, but it's going to be a happy cry because it's actually going to be the answer to what you've been waiting for. 
And then you don't, you don't beast it like you always do. There is nothing that will be put in your path that you are not equipped to handle. There is nothing that will come into your life that you'll be ill-prepared to maintain. If you pray for it and it's being given, then the resources will be there. The ability to maintain will be there and the ability to grow it will be there whether you know it or not. You want the end story, yes, but you got to enjoy the journey. And you're going to be great. I tell you that all the time. When the picture you have for your life is painted and it's, it looks like a version that you're in love with, maybe not what you saw, but you're in love with, you're going to love it. You're going to be amazing at it. And people are going to be changed because they came into contact with you. But the discomfort is making you grow in ways that are going to be necessary to really step into your purpose fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sit in that for a little while. Sit in that. I, sit in that. I do need to sit in it a little bit. Like, what? <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, so what would you tell, like, what do you have to tell the people outside of everything that you said, outside of just ride the wave, outside of, you know, let it be what it's going to be and, and, you know, lean into your faith and go deeper in your faith and that kind of thing. Like, what would, how, what advice would you give the anxious person who is experiencing the shift, a shift in their life, in their lives? Life? All of that sounds good. And don't get me wrong, y'all. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's easy because it's not because just like I've heard her tears and her frustration she has heard my total breakdown she has heard my anxiety attacks in real time um it's not easy sitting on the living room floor baby (laughs) (laughs) that's all I got for you but get you some friends that will not encourage your foolishness, but encourage your passion and encourage your dream. That becomes so much more essential as you get older. Um, I have hmm, a handful, if I'm being generous. No, I was going to say, really? I have a handful, if I'm being generous. I'd like to meet the others. to seek advice from because the first thing you gotta you can't have everybody giving you advice and you definitely can't follow everybody's advice Yeah. but for the anxious person it depends on your leveling of anxiety I'm not the person that's gonna tell you to pray your way through anxiety no sometimes the Lord needs some help in the form of medication (laughs) and therapy 
So do what you need to do to get your anxiety under control. But learning those things that calm you and calm your thoughts helps you when you're going through those worst case scenarios, which is what anxiety feels like, a constant stream of worst case scenarios. So for the anxious person, my advice is to (laughs) to learn your triggers. And as those shifts happen, be aware that they are probably going to be trigger moments. And it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to totally fall apart, but don't stay on the ground in pieces. Get up and work through it, however long that takes. Nobody gets to tell you how long it takes to get your your anxiety under control or your your uncertainty about what's happening in your life under control. Um, it just is what it is. Don't put yourself on a timeline. You don't need that kind of pressure in your life. It will come when it's supposed to come. And it will probably be the best time in your life, if you're honest with yourself, when you look back on it. If it didn't happen, you probably weren't truly ready for it. Um, I don't know, Sissy. I mean, there's, like I said, there's no... There's no handbook. There's no guide. I can tell you what worked for me. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell good. you that a strong friendship circle, lots of reading, lots of music, lots of movement, and just being by myself with my thoughts sometimes have helped. If you need to disappear, disappear. <laughs> But that's a different episode. Don't do that today. Because <laughs> I felt it in my spirit. She was fixing to go there. I was. But uh-huh. I, yeah, I was. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. I know. We just had this conversation the other night. But, <laughs> but disappearing meaning like, you know, just take some time for yourself and just, you know, cut off communication just to get yourself together and not feeling forced to be okay for other people um yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah you know you disappear some people may interpret that totally differently um but i i thank you for this talk i think i needed to just talk through some stuff um which of course you know we're gonna talk more off the air <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate your perspective. Um, I appreciate you for listening to me. (laughs) Uh, though I can be a bit obsessive about with my uncertainty, I appreciate you for always, uh, being there and being a listening ear. And maybe in a few episodes you'll come back or some shit. I don't know. We'll Anytime. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the young, the, the little boy in my voice. <laughs> yeah, they, she was sounding like, uh, right now. She was sounding like Curtis a little bit earlier. I already know. My <laughs> sinuses are draining, y'all. It is what it is. Um, but anytime. And I would love to be able to be more forthcoming. Um, 
but you know, some, not everything is for the podcast right now. Yeah. So if you want some details or you want some guidance, you're gonna have to contact Sissy to get to me, <laughs> and yeah. we'll make it happen. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can really say. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk to Sissy, DM me. <laughs> that's it. That's what you do. If you want because to talk I to Sissy, I am quite transparent, and yeah. I don't mind. If you want to talk to Sissy, DM me, um, and we can make it happen. But yeah, y'all. So we're gonna wrap this episode up, and I'll be back with the spoonful of sugar. How that y'all? Say bye, Sissy. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the Spoonful of Sugar segment is inspired by the Mary Poppins phrase, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. In this segment, I gave an inspirational quote or piece of encouragement because sometimes we just need a little pick-me-up or in this case, a spoonful of sugar to make a tough, unpleasant situation or a hard pill to swallow just a little bit sweeter. sugar (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you learned something I hope you learned to embrace the shifts in your life ride the waves let stuff be what it's gonna be don't panic (laughs) don't freak out and trust that everything is gonna work itself out and everything is gonna work out for your good you don't have to worry about it enjoy the shifts Appreciate the shifts, the shifts in your family dynamics, the shifts in your friendships, the shifts in your job, just all of the shifts and all of the shit that's about to change. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it through it. You're going to be better for it. And it's all working out for you. Make sure you're staying safe and make sure you're wearing your mask. And most of all, play nice. I'll let you later. One more thing, Sugar, don't forget to rate, review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on all your podcasting platforms. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.